David Grossman, good morning. Good morning, Mayor Glusberg. How are you? Good. I haven't seen you for a while, uh, but for those who don't know you and don't know uh, myself as well, we know each other for how many years now? Well, at least uh, 15 or 16 years, I would say. Yeah, maybe even more. So thank you for coming. Um, I should say maybe that David knows me, first of all, as a friend, but also does and used to do for years my financing. And I felt comfortable now talking to you about it, about creative financing, because for us as real estate agents, I believe that successful real estate agents use a toolbox. And the toolbox, we surround ourselves usually with professionals, lawyers, architects, um, mortgage brokers, and those professionals help us put deals together. And one of the most important professionals are mortgage brokers. So perhaps, first of all, you should maybe introduce yourself. And good morning to everyone in uh, the Homeland Group, Ontario Realtors for Realtors. Our goal is to enrich everyone, share tools that will help all of us to succeed as professionals and become better professionals. So David, maybe you can introduce yourself first. You sure. did start the business yesterday, right? You're very experienced. Um, okay, thanks very much for um, the opportunity to appear on your, uh, your broadcast. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, and uh, I'm just curious, are we able to see how many people are on? Does it show? I think, so we have Levy who's always behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, sort of our producer for the show. Uh, for those who don't know, but it, our conversation now also, not that it goes live now, but we reach hundreds of people usually within 24 hours and maybe sometimes thousands because we later share it with different groups. So this, I don't know how many people we have now and maybe Levy can tell us later, but despite of how many people we have now, it'll be exponentially higher because we market this conversation later. We share yeah. it with different groups of agents. I think it's awesome what you're doing. And as I said, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, uh, my name is David Grossman and I'm a mortgage broker. I've been a mortgage broker for about 18 years now. And uh, early on, I started to specialize, like after about a year in the business, I decided that I was gonna focus on alternative lending. So I deal with a lot of people who are not getting what they want from the bank for one reason or another. But um, lately I have also been dealing with uh, some first time buyers and I've been having some good success with that uh, um, because it, it, it's not always straightforward. I don't compete on rate, okay? I have good rates, um, but uh, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, what's your best rate? Like, it's probably not, it's not going to be a very good fit because I know there are some people, some mortgage brokers out there who will just cut the rate, cut the rate till they make almost nothing just to get the deal. Okay. I'm not going to do that. If a real estate agent comes to me or refers somebody to me, the most important thing to me is that that real estate agent closes his transaction. If it ends up being with me, that's great, that's a bonus. But first thing first, if I was referred, if I was introduced, that something of value should come out of, converse, out of the conversation with me, even if it's to say, you know what, 
That lender is very good. It sounds to me like they got back to you on time. They know what they're doing. I can't beat that rate. Uh, and, and that's all, just to give them some reassurance. And I would say that one of the great uh, parts of this relationship is the fact that whenever I deal with clients, we can sometimes call you and ask you questions. David, should we do this or that? I mean, nowadays in a competitive market like it is right now, sometimes we choose to go with no conditions. Sometimes the assurance, the educated answer that we get from you will help us to educate a client and give them some more confidence in doing, proceeding with a deal or not. And sometimes it's the knowledge that makes the difference. Um, but, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, there's there's that. And also that um, there could be different types of, uh, of, of deals that like, aside from ensuring that the transaction smooth, smooth, uh, closes smoothly. Well, first of all, is obviously having the person pre-qualified. That's very important, right? Because the last thing any real estate agent wants to do is spend days and days running around with a client and then finds out that they're not going to get the financing. So you want a good quality pre-approval. So you know, like, is this going to happen? Are there any issues? You know, and roughly speaking, I mean, we can, I'm, you know, I can't give you uh, tell you how much the people make for a living, but I, I do. I can say, um, look, you know, this person has a, a, a lot, a salary with as an executive position um, with lots of tenure, is uh, and many years at the company, so they're very strong. Or if there's some kind of an issue, so you know, are there some risks? What are the parameters? I recently had somebody came to me that uh, the, the CIBC, okay, I'm not going to pick on any banks, but it happened to be CIBC. The person didn't calculate a condo maintenance in, <laughs> into the pre-approval. So they thought they were pre-approved. They came to me three days after into five-day financing condition. I got oh my a mortgage from TD Bank because TD looked at one small thing slightly differently than CIBC. Yeah, you can believe it. David, yeah. I have so many questions for you. Okay, go you ahead. So many. I brought, you brought up so many points. So I'm going to try to ask questions that will help us as agents. Let me ask the first question that you touched on. By the way, some of them are very spontaneous. You touched on right in the beginning about your rates. So when I go to you, it means I cannot go to an A bank directly, or should I go to, to a broker in any case? Yeah, you don't... If, you, if you're dealing with a good mortgage broker, you, you don't need to go to a bank too. I can, I can place, if it's a bank mortgage, I can place the mortgage at the bank. So you're an A bank. And how much do you charge? You, char you, you touch on the rate. I wouldn't ask you, but now since you brought it up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, the best, I mean, I have five-year fixed rates now as low as 1.6. The variables could even lower, but my people have been mostly going with fixed. I actually meant what do you charge because you touched on oh, well on a bank yeah. on a bank deal we're paid we're paid by the lender. I mean I, I charged once a small brokerage fee on a bank mortgage because it was a, a lot of work and the people were out in Timbuktu, so it was very small. It was like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage and it was um so but normally we're you know I mean most mortgages now are going to be five six hundred and up so we're we're paid um, we're paid well by the by the banks. 
And what about what about B lenders when you need more creative financing? Yeah, how do you charge normally? Well, I mean, first of all, the B lenders they charge a point, typically. That's what you point, and they pay half that back to the mortgage broker. Okay, wow, and, you're telling us this. Well, yeah, but it's it's not very much because it's it's a B deal, which usually means it's a little more work, and. Um, and normally a mortgage broker, I think, would like to make about at least a point on a mortgage. So if we're only paid a half a point by the lender, then we need to charge a, a broker fee to, as well. So, you know, I don't charge a very big broker fee. Sometimes it's another half a point. So let me understand. So the lender charges usually a point. Half of it goes back to the broker. And then the broker charges the client directly. Now, let me ask you a question. If I'm an agent and I refer a client to you, and you did a deal, and you charge, sorry that I'm asking honest questions. Yeah, it's okay, go ahead. Do you compensate the agent sometimes? Listen, you know what, Every everybody, every uh, real estate agent that I deal with uh, has something else that they want to get. I mean, listen, I, I, do, give, I do give some gifts, you know. Um, I have some formal arrangements with with a with a, a life insurance agent where you know like he's a very good referrer and he wants a big piece so i've done my best but you know sometimes it's quite a bit of work we really don't get paid a very like on resident residential lending in particular and small commercial i mean we don't get paid an awful lot on a deal like okay i'm just asking honest questions you know but but sure i mean you know like you know we we, we give gifts for sure and we're allowed to give gifts yeah okay. We chose the um, topic of the conversation to be creative financing. What does it mean, creative financing? What did you mean by that? Okay, well, that's a very, very, very good question. Yeah. Just because I can't tell you, you know, how many calls I've gotten over the years from people who say, oh, I'm looking for a creative market. I, I can say openly, for those who don't know me, I buy rental properties, income producing properties, Sometimes I buy them, and David, you know, I, I don't always have the money to buy them, and I need to come up with different ways to, to get the money. And I call David sometimes, and David says, well, you need some creative financing. So maybe you can explain. What is creative yeah. financing? Okay, Sorry. well, maybe for, to first I should just explain what is not creative financing, okay? So so because, because some people have a misunderstanding. So um, we don't produce, like – illegitimate income letters and other tax or documents like that. Cause some people think we do get calls from people who, you know, because there are some bad actors out there. Some of them are licensed uh, mortgage mortgage people and others are not, but they're, they, they will create fake documents and they have their connections at the bank. Um, but that is a risky business to get into uh, because you can get found out. I worked on a deal once where the person came to me because they they were they were getting a mortgage from BMO and I, I saw the deal. I said, this is not a bank deal, this is a B deal. But the guy says, no, no, we have somebody that's arranging it. And I knew there was monkey business going on. So um, anyway, so then the guy calls me back a week before the closing or a few days before the closing. Bank Montreal said, got back to them and said there was uh, something, uh, the, 
documents were inconsistent, so they canceled the deal. Now, not only did they cancel the deal, but they reported the client to um, a division of Equifax. I'm trying to remember the name of the report that came out. I can't remember the name. Because then I arranged a mortgage with Home Trust, a B lender. B lender says, yeah, this works for us. And after the documents are signed, Home Trust calls me up and says, we can't proceed. These people have been reported for, for something. So and it reflects badly on an agent. If I refer to a broker who is not 100% honest and professional and they do all the dirty stuff, then it reflects badly on me too. So yeah, you so won't you work work totally ruin your reputation. Right. So, you know, you brought up, um, so let's go back. Creative financing is what? Is finding ways to uh, get the deal done? Okay. Is so, I mean, listen, there's, there's, there's programs out there for all kinds of uh, different borrowers, yeah. um, you know, and a lot of these borrowers don't, uh, don't meet the bank's criteria for one reason or another. So, you know, just as an example, so we were talking about first time buyers. Okay. So, a first, so a good a good uh, mortgage person is going to look under every rock to help get your uh, purchaser uh, qualified or pre-qualified, right? Where is uh, is there other income? Do you have a cosigner? They need to guarantee. There, they need to be on title. Somebody has to explain this to them, right? You don't want surprises coming up at the last minute. You don't want to find out that the person thought that they were salary, but actually are on a contract and the lender's now not going to do it, right? Because if they just talk to anybody at the bank, um, you know, like they're they're going to. So you want to you want to you want to more deal with a mortgage professional um, in order to to find. And then you have sometimes a self-employed person will go to the bank. The bank says you don't qualify. We look at your tax returns. Because the first thing the bank asks for is tax returns. And person could be writing off like a lot of expenses and reporting very little at the income at the end of the day. And the bank's going to say, oh, you don't make enough. And then, you know, the person walks away and maybe you've lost your client, right? If they get turned off. But if you if you talk, put them to, to a mortgage broker who knows what the options are, does, if, oh, if you put a little bit longer down, a uh, little bit more down payment, you realize... Uh, the mortgage doesn't have to be insured. We can get it from a B lender. We don't need tax returns. We'll do it on the strength of your bank statements. You got in, you have income hitting your bank statements? Yes, no, six months, 12, you know. So so those are those are the things we do is using the, the many different products that are available to ensure that uh, first-time buyers, seniors, uh, people who have a credit issue, people who are coming off of bankruptcy, um, self-employed, newly self-employed, that those people don't fall through the cracks. Um, so they, uh, as an agent though, maybe you can give us guidelines. What type of questions should we ask and when do I know, okay, I need to refer you to a professional because we want to be ready to shoot. Yes. We need to put a deal together. And uh, the last thing we want is to have a surprise or deals fall apart. And how many times I can write a whole book about how many times it happened that we almost got a deal done. I wasted so much time with the client, especially in my early years, only to find out later that they cannot even qualify or buy whatever they wanted to buy. So what type of questions? So my question is divided into two. What type of questions should we ask? And when do we know 
wait, you should go to your my mortgage broker or any other mortgage broker. Okay, good question. So I think you have um, a, a realtor uh, needs to use a little bit of uh, common sense as well as good judgment. Um, you know, you can uh, by asking some basic questions, you'll be able to, I think, determine what is the you know relative strength of the of the person. You know, if somebody's living in like a three million dollar home and do you know, they're driving around in a really nice car, uh, but still ask questions, right? So what do you do for work? Oh, you're newly retired? Yeah, what, do you have some hobbies? I mean, I'm sure they do this anyway. But, you know, depending on your comfort level, I don't, there's nothing wrong with asking people about their work, I don't think, and, um, uh, you know, to try and get a sense of, uh, do, do they own other properties? Have they, you know? rule of thumb and just refer them to a mortgage broker right away well if they're if they're unsure at all then definitely get them to get them to talk to your mortgage because if they call them to me i will you know work closely with the mortgage with the realtor and make sure that like to help them get their deal done what's so what's okay what's happening with the environment in the past few months What's happening with the banks? Because I I am now working on a few mortgages with banks, and I find that they're way more cautious and difficult with me than they used to be. I'm being asked questions that never been asked, and the process itself of getting financing is way longer than it used to be. Um, I feel like the bank is really watches out and comes and checks that my units are occupied or not occupied. And, those are things that were not happening before. How's the environment? What is changing? Well, I mean, due to COVID, um, if, if especially in the commercial realm, um, there's been a lot of uh, upheaval, obviously, with people's businesses shutting down or being closed. So, you know, for, for self-employed people, let's say on the residential side, the standard thing in the past was you, you show two years tax returns if it's, if it's a bank sort of mortgage. But now that so that would that would mean now if you're applying for a mortgage now, like all we would need is 2018 and 2019. We don't even wouldn't bank wouldn't even normally think about what happened in 2020. But now they're going to say, oh, and how's your business been affected by COVID? Can we see the last six, six months business bank statements? We want to see if you've been affected. So you're saying there are more they're aware of the fact that we're living in a different environment right now. And they are, are they checking more? Because I realize the process of getting enough financing is much longer, right? Is it? Well, is it, it, it depends on, on what, uh, what you're applying for, right? I mean, if you're talking uh, commercial or mixed use properties, those things take time, definitely. If you're talking, if you're talking residential, right? I mean, things happen in the residential world in two days, right? You buy a property, uh, you might have a five-day financing condition, so things have to happen, and they do happen. Those the lenders that we deal with on that are very quick, um, because if, if you have a financing condition, so so that's happening faster, um, as as always. And um, I mean, the residential side, I think, is still is still pretty good. But um, definitely they want to know, like, what's happening to your job, even if it's a salary. Like, was your, were your hours cut back during COVID? 
sounds and, like and, we need, sounds like right now we need the mortgage worker more than ever. And the way I always say, sometimes our partners when I purchase commercial real estate, they ask me why do you use a mortgage worker, and I tell them because I want the mortgage worker to know to be because of their experience to know how to present the information in a much better way. Like you know how to package it in a way that I would not know how to package and speak the language. Speaking of language, I have a list of terms, basic terms. In one sentence, maybe you can explain each one of them. A, because by the way, those are words that you used in our conversation. A bank versus B bank, A lender versus B lender. What's the difference? Okay, so the A lender is like a primary bank, a charter yeah. bank that offers the lowest discounted rates to clients who have all of the their ducks in a row documents uh taxes done up to date and so forth okay b land and then b lender is b lenders are more flexible um they charge a little bit higher rates they work with a lot of self-employed borrowers some of whom are very strong but reporting little or much smaller amounts on their net income after tax dollars so they can save sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in personal taxes. You pay an extra point on your mortgage. It's, you know, you, 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 it could still be a win as long as you're, you're doing things that CRA is not going to be mad at you for later. Some self-employed individuals told me in the past, I rather pay less taxes because I show expenses. I report less. I rather pay less taxes and it's okay that my mortgage is more expensive. At the end of the day, I'm still winning. Um, if you can, if you can do it the right way in a proper way, professional way and honest. Right. Private lending. What is private lending? You mentioned private lending, I believe, before to me in our previous conversation. So what is private lending? Private lending is the third category. So it doesn't go to bank, doesn't go with a B or alternate lender. Then you go to a private lender. So private lender could be a MIC, Mortgage Investment Corporation, that's putting money out on different types of real estate. It could be a private individual. A lot of um, individuals like to invest in in mortgages. Uh, and do you source them as well? Do you Sorry? as a broker source them? Can I come to you for private lending? Yeah. You, okay. you, you need to invest money in, in mortgages or you, you have borrowers that need uh, money. Gotcha. Next term, reverse mortgage. What is a reverse mortgage? Uh, reverse mortgage is basically a product for... Uh, people who are retired, you have to be at least 55 years of age to qualify. It's a way to get equity out of your house. Um, if, you're, if your income's down, let's say, but you have a lot of equity and you want to tap into that equity, you can do that using the reverse mortgage. If you want to stay in your home, you want to be pushed to go to downsize or go to a retirement home, especially now. Nobody wants to go to a retirement home because of COVID. Gotcha. You can stay in your home, take out equity. Okay. You don't need to prove income according to the bank's normal criteria, right? You're retired. You may not be making the big bucks anymore. So, um, you touched before commercial. I just want to clear the terms so everyone knows uh, more about the different uh, uh, dimensions of mortgages. You touched upon commercial versus residential. When I, for example, buy duplexes, triplexes, when does a property become commercial versus when does it become residential? And how is the mortgage different from one to another? 
Yeah, that's a very good question. So first of all, if a product, if a property has a commercial component, even if it's like one commercial unit and one um, residential unit, as far as I'm concerned, that is basically uh, commercial. Okay. Um, and, uh, but banks, banks will do those types of deals. Uh, they will, but um, typically if you have, let's say more than four residential units, like as soon as you get into five, your, your most most institutional lenders are going to say, okay, that falls into a different department and it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, but it's also different in that they're not going to, um, uh, they're basing it more so on the property itself as opposed to the covenant, the borrower, right? So you're more in the income, for example, generated by the property, less on the actual individual that earns a salary for example that's right or if a business decision versus they look at it as a business versus here's an individual that makes money only solely just the, the money right there. right and, but some of the b lenders because there are b lenders who work in that space also and they are a little bit more open-minded because they will look at you know small developers who could want to go in uh you know maybe this maybe the property needs some fixing up um, uh, and you plan on improving the tenant profile and, uh, you know, improving the value of the property. So they'll, cons you know, so the B lenders will consider that, um, more than the banks are because the banks are just like, well, what's, what's property gener what's generating right now? What's the income on the property? Oh, well, one of the units vacant, it needs to be renovated. You know, that's not a bank deal. Gotcha. I understand. Sure. Yeah. Um, you touched upon before you mentioned, oh, we do lots of first time buyers. Why did you mention that? Why are they different? Can you tell us? Why does it matter if it's a first time buyer or not in terms of finance? Well, so some of the mortgages that I've been dealing with for first time buyers, they're actually have become somewhat complicated, not super, super complicated, but just complicated. I mentioned the one where the guy came from, uh, you know, CIBC because they didn't pre-qualify him. So we managed to get him approved because um, we found out he had a part-time job and the part-time uh, was uh, employer was a major company. They were prepared to guarantee his income in a letter. So to say part-time income was guaranteed is, is unusual. Um, and so, it, you know, it needs a little bit of extra care and attention. And, and then also you have, you have, young couples now they got to get their parents involved and everybody's got to sign right so it, it requires um requires you know some stick handling and the the mother gets afraid oh are we going to be approved you know you're dealing with different family members i mean it requires um i think some level of maturity to manage all of, you know well people know what it's like i mean you, you sometimes you're like half psychologist as a real estate agent right of course so we first time buyers us as real estate agents we should be a little bit more aware have our lights on just watching to see if they can make it or not they can uh uh they can put the deal together or not and maybe send them to a broker much earlier in the process yeah definitely i mean you know sometimes you get like i said at the beginning of the conversation sometimes you get first time buyers or any buyers who are super strong they're just shopping for the very best rate you know, I mean, as long as you know if they're pre-approved and they're strong, that's good. 
but definitely if you have any doubts uh, at all, um, refer them to a mortgage broker. I'd be happy to look at and talk to it and to to anybody and uh, try and assist you with your with your deal and to help you get your deal done. David, anything else I should be asking you? This is a pretty spontaneous conversation. Um, I know we could have spoken about people with credit issues. I mean, there are so many aspects related to that. Um, but I'm wondering anything else I should be asking you? Anything no, I just, no, I just, I just want to say thank you, Mayor. I just, no, I just want to say it's great. Uh, I think it's great what you're doing. Um, I think that, you know, as people now, uh, you know, we hear people are depressed, people are this, people are that. And, um, yeah, life can be very, very hard sometimes. But, you know, it also, there's, where with every problem, there's an opportunity for people who are, are willing to seize those opportunities. Um, and in much, much the same way that you and I, Mayor, with our podcasting efforts and so on, um, uh, are, are able to bring together people who are geographically dispersed, like, you know, we were saying before, like, like to get 200 people in a room in the past would require three months of planning. But now with the technology, you can bring people together. And so I think it's great what you're doing. And I really appreciate the opportunity. I wish you uh, so much success in, uh, in what you're doing. You've, you've always been uh, a prince to deal with and happy to work on any mortgage deals for you of any, or any people uh, who are listening. Thank you so much. I appreciate the warm words. And by the way, the COVID made us all aware of new technologies. I mean, theoretically, nowadays, when you deal with a buyer or and ask a question, I can put them on a Zoom call together with my mortgage broker. They get to know them and have a whole conversation face to face without meeting. We're saving so much time nowadays. Um, yeah. you're right. Technology helps us so much. That's right. Um, well, David, you're a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing the information. I know your contact information is all over the screen and was all over the screen. So anyone who has more additional questions can ask. And by the way, anyone that has questions later can maybe put them in the comments. And this is something I never say before, but if anyone wants to put any comments and ask questions, which are relevant to everyone, um, they, I'll uh, point it out to David and David can respond later. So uh, we can have a whole, you can still, uh, you can still uh, enrich us. Thank you so much. This is Mayor Glusberg from Forest Still Real Estate. Hope uh, everyone is gonna have a great warm day. I know it's very cold today. And um, thank you for everyone who's joined our group, Homeland. Good health. There you Realtors. Have a great day. Thank you.